Good evening, good evening, Fourth and Gold Ministries. What a blessing and a privilege it is to have you guys join us on tonight. And tonight's devotion, we have a special guest who's a special friend of mine, who so I met in a special way. Before we get started, I just want to brief you guys. Uh, this is Bishop R.N. Wolf of Marion, Virginia. He's the overseer of Antioch Greater Love Ministries, First Baptist Church, and his church in Charlotte, Greater Love Charlotte. Uh, he's an awesome, amazing man of God who presides over me, and we hear wonderful words tonight. He's bringing a devotional on prayer. And this thing is, it makes us, it opens our eyes up to understand what prayer is, why we have to pray, you know, and how we have to pray in order to have God to intervene in our situations. He does a wonderful job of illustrating, using our earthly license and situations to, 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 to have heavenly gain, heaven access, to have heaven to interfere in what we're doing. We have to be able to pray. Uh, with no further ado, here is Bishop R.N. Wolf with prayer. Father, we thank you for bringing us together at this moment, at this time, for what you want to say to us tonight. I thank you for this gathering. I thank you, God, even through technical difficulties, God. You gave us the victory tonight, and we are appreciative of you. Now, God, I ask that you open our minds, open our hearts, open our understanding, that we may be able to receive and understand what you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. All right. You ready for me to take off? Yes, sir. All right. So tonight I'm talking about prayer. Prayer for the believer cannot, should not be optional. It is a must. It is a, it's, it's mandatory to do this successfully. And even right now there is, um, I've never in my life seen as many prayer calls, prayer conferences, prayer revivals, prayer videos, early morning sessions on Facebook, and a lot of churches, their themes for the year are, deal are dealing with prayer and rebuilding altars and repairing the breach. God is like, God is trying to bring the body of Christ back to a place of prayer. And uh, so I, it's, it's been a passion of mine for a long time. And I've been teaching on it real solidly now um, <clears throat> since September. Now, I've always taught on prayer, but I'm consumed with it by now. And let me go ahead and just uh, give this announcement before I get too deep in here and forget to. Um, if anybody's, um, if this teaching tonight interests anybody and you want to know more, I'm going to be teaching at my Charlotte location, uh, and my Charlotte church, Greater Love Charlotte, is actually in Concord, right by uh, Concord Mills Mall uh, next Friday night, the 13th uh, at 7 p.m. So if anybody that's down there in North Carolina, if you want to come uh, and learn some more, I'm going to uh, uh, be teaching it there. So I wanted to give you that. And the address is 7568 Reuben Linker Road in Concord, North Carolina, 7568 Reuben, R-U-B-E-N, Linker, L-I-N-K-E-R, Road, Concord, North Carolina. So be there next Friday night, starting at 7.30. All right, now, to understand prayer, we've got to go back to the Genesis. There, there is so much in Genesis. Uh, that I don't even think we've really mined it for all that is there. 
Understanding prayer, we have to go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, to understand why God wants us to pray. While you're turning there, I want to give you this thought. We know that God is sovereign. God can do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, if he wants to do it. Why in the world would a sovereign God need you and I to pray and ask him to do anything? If he's sovereign and he's God and he can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Why would a sovereign God need us, want us, desire us to pray, teach us to pray, command us to pray, and encourage us to pray? And here is the key. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, after he made, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. That word dominion means authority. Let them, the male and the female that I have made, we're going to let mankind, mankind only comes in two models, a male model and a female model. Let them have authority. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, <coughs> over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing <coughs> that creepeth upon the earth. So God established, God decreed, God said, <coughs> let them, that's the man and the woman, mankind, Okay, so all of mankind came forth from Adam and Eve. Of course, we know that. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting choked on something. Let them have authority. Man has authority in the earth. God established it. God decreed it. God set it up. And when God set, set something up, it is so. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall stand forever. And when God established that, he had to abide by it. Satan had to abide by it. Everybody had to abide by it because God has said it. His word is forever settled in heaven. And so he decreed that in the earth realm, man has authority. So here's our, here's our first point off of that scripture that we want to hit. And I'm very repetitive in what I say. I learned how to ride my bike. I learned how to tie my shoes. I learned my ABCs and my one, two, three by repetition. So that's the way I teach. I put that over and over and over and over and over. So on the strength of Genesis 1 and 26 that God gave man, let them have the dominion, which is authority. Here's our first point that we want to hit. To operate legally in the earth, you have to have a body. I want to say that again. To operate legally in the earth, you have to have a body. That's why when this body that you have, this body that I have, when our blood is no longer uh, running in our veins, our heart ain't pumping, our lungs is not putting uh, uh, oxygen in our blood, and we're not able to breathe, and our lungs didn't function, we die. And no matter how long you've lived here, no matter how famous you are, how much money you have, when you no longer have a body here, you got to leave here. And spend eternity somewhere. Why? Because to operate legally in this earth, you have to have a body. Now, that's the whole reason why <laughs> in order for God to redeem us, he had to become man. We just celebrated Christmas. 
We celebrated the incarnation of Christ. And of course, we're very well aware it was not December 25th that he was actually born. That's when they chose to celebrate it. Here's my thinking on it. I don't care what date he's born. I'm just glad he was born. And that's what I'm celebrating. Mm -hmm. That's what we celebrate. Mm -hmm. In order to operate legally in the earth, you have to have a body. So watch this. God <laughs> became one of us. St. John tells us, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father. So God had to have a body. <laughs> Isaiah said, for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. Why? Because he had to have a body. So he didn't need an earthly man, but he did need a woman. Her name was Mary. She used her body to yield him a body. He sent the angel Gabriel to her and told her what he wanted to do, that he wanted to conceive in her. And she said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. So she partnered with God, said yes, gave God permission to use her body to yield him a body. And it is that body that he had that he died on the cross, shed his blood for us so that we could be saved. Now, here's where you and I come in. Now, God, hallelujah, who sacrificed his body, he ascended back into heaven. You find that in the book of Acts. He is at the beginning of chapter one. He ascends back into heaven. And now God comes and lives in your body, my body, our bodies. Mm -hmm. And now to operate legally on the earth, you have to have a body. And so now since we have bodies, and isn't it funny that when you come to Christ, we're known as the body of Christ. <laughs> yes, Lord. And so now to operate legally on earth, you have to have a body. So we have bodies. We belong to him. He's living in our bodies. And now he wants us to do this thing called prayer. And what prayer is, here's the second point. Prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. Earthly license for heavenly interference interference i'm gonna say that again earthly license for heavenly interference why do i say earthly license because to operate legally in the earth you have to have a body you have a body so when you're praying in this body you're using your earthly license for heavenly interference so let's say it like this you have the authority but he has the power you have the authority he has the ability. You have the authority. He has the miracle. Mm -hmm. You have the authority. He has the healing. You have mm. the authority. Oh, he has the health. Oh, you have yeah. the authority. He has the provision. <laughs> you uh -huh. catching what I'm laying down? Yes, He's got what <laughs> we need, but he needs us to pray because to operate legally in the earth, you have to have a body. And he doesn't have a body. So if he need he needs us to pray. One day Jesus was walking with the disciples and he said to them, you see these fields, they are white with harvest. And we know that's a harvest of souls, harvesting souls to be saved. He says the fields are white with harvest. Now we know it's not God's will that any should perish. So if the fields are white with harvest and he wants it to be harvest and it's not his will that any should perish, Looks like he would just go on and send workers, send laborers. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. He says to the disciples, 
I need you to pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the vineyard. In other words, he couldn't, even though the harvest was plentiful and he wanted to send the workers and he wanted to send workers in to harvest it, he couldn't until somebody prayed. Why? Because they have a body and to operate legally in the earth, you have to have a body. So he right. said, I want to send laborers, but I can't send laborers until somebody with a body will pray. And then when you pray, use your earthly license, then I can now interfere from heaven mm -hmm. and send laborers into the vineyard. Let's go a step further. A scripture that we've all heard and known from 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people which are called by my name, will humble themselves and, and pray. Stop right there. If my people, my what do people have? A body. <laughs> and, and not just anybody with a body. He said my people, yeah. which are called by my name. If they, if they will humble themselves and pray, you use their earthly license. Yeah, glory be to God. If they will humble themselves and pray, he said, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. He said, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. That's heavenly interference. If, if they will humble themselves and pray, if they'll use the, if, though, if my people that use their body and use their earthly license, <laughs> then God can send heavenly interference in the book of james he tells us you have not because you ask not so that means a lack of prayer will hinder what god can do because to operate legally in the earth have to have a body he needs somebody with a body in the earth to use their earthly license to invite him in to use their authority that he gave them so he says you have not because you ask not so that watch this that meant there are times God wants to intervene in my life, in your life, in the lives of other people. And God is sitting there waiting, saying, I wish somebody would just pray. I wish somebody mm -hmm. would just ask me. Wow. If somebody would just use their earthly license, because I can't violate my word. I can't okay. violate my principle. And mm -hmm. I, I can't move. I got the healing and I would heal them if, mm. if they were quit complaining about it and talking to everybody else about it, being sad about mm. it, being mm. down about it. And if they would just call out to me, if they would just pray, use their earthly license, then I could step in. I told the church, it kind of reminded <laughs> me. I'm, when I was little, I was a big wrestling fan. I know everything is the WWF now, but it used to be uh, the NWA and there, there was another one. And man, I used to love tag team wrestling, Animal and Hall, um, the, the Road Warriors, uh, all, all those tag teams. And think about wrestling. Sometimes one partner would be in the ring and they'd be getting a dog beat out of them. And their tag team partner would be in the corner leaning over the ropes, sticking their hand in, saying, just tag me, just tag me. Why? Because they're ready to get in. They want to get in. They want to give them some help, but they can't till they get tagged. I want you to know that's the way prayer is. God is there looking at you. He's ready to get in. He sees you struggling. He sees you go through. He sees you sick. He sees go you ahead. need help. He sees you need encouragement. He sees you need provision. And he's waiting. If you just tag me, I Come can on, help man. you. But in order right. to operate legally in the earth, I got to have a body. I don't yes, have right. a body, but you have a body. And if right. you use your body 
and use your earthly license, I can then interfere. So I think of prayer as tag. When I go in prayer, God, I'm tagging you now that you can get in here and help me. I'm in here getting my butt kicked. I need yes, you to get yes. in this ring with me, Jesus. This sickness is getting me. My uh, life is is life is getting hard. I need you to help me. Oh, uh, I'm tagging you, Jesus. And so on, then man. when you use your earthly license, he can interfere from heaven. Yeah. Jesus, uh, the Bible said uh, he arose a great while before day and prayed. Jesus Jesus was a man of fasting and prayer. And we'll talk about fasting in a whole nother session. <clears throat> he prayed. He prayed often. He prayed long amounts of time. Because in order to get this flesh to behave, it's going to take some prayer to line it up with the word of God. Because this flesh is so contrary. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus spent a lot of time in prayer. And the disciples would follow him. Sometimes he'd get up in the middle of the night. And they would follow him. The Bible said they they stay behind and follow him and see where he was going. And they would find him praying. And he would pray for a long time. And they noticed Jesus would spend all this time in prayer. And then when he would get up from prayer, sometimes uh, one scripture said he arose a great while before day. So, I mean, their day, their day started at 5 36 a.m. And he arose a great while before 5 36 a.m. and was praying. So, Jesus was getting up 3 4 o'clock in the morning and praying. And they noticed when he got done praying and he went out, he was casting out devils. He was opening blinded eyes, turning water into wine, healing the sick, doing all this powerful stuff because he doesn't use his earthly license. So now he could do heavenly interference. Ah, Lord, have mercy this blessing. So the disciples said, wait a minute, we're praying, but we're not getting those kind of results. There was one time that the, that the disciples had tried to cast the devils out. And Jesus had given them authority to cast out devils. And this one uh, man had brought his child to him and they couldn't. So when Jesus came, they said, can you do anything to help? I brought your disciples. were not able to do anything. If you can, Jesus turned, cast the devil out two seconds. When they got alone, they asked him because they were kind of embarrassed. Mm -hmm. They asked them, why could we not cast them out? And he told them this kind can come forth by nothing. But by prayer and fasting. So all that time that Jesus was spent in prayer, all that fasting he did, we know, in fact, you remember he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, one, one particular time. So there are some levels, he let them know, there are some things you will never have because it only comes by prayer and fasting. You can't shout your way into it. You can't dance your way into it. You can't sing your way into it. You can't play your way into it. You can't give your way into it. You can't jump up, down, high five, three neighbors and yell hallelujah and get your way into it. You uh -huh. can't dance or shout or praise or give your way into a place that is only designed for you to access it and crawl into it through prayer, through prayer and fasting. Now, here's what we do. We try to do the opposite of what Jesus did. Jesus spends all of that time in prayer and then goes out and does great miracles and then he goes back and prays and prays often. And fast often. He prayed every day. That was his custom. And so Jesus would, he would spend all this time getting built up in prayer and fasted. Then he would go out and do miracles. We want to spend 30 seconds of a day in prayer with God and then go out and do all these exploits and go out and live all day and, and, and conquer everything all day. We do it the opposite. He would spend a lot of time and then come out and he would heal people in two seconds, 30 <laughs> seconds, 15 seconds. Whoa, man. Devil show up with us. We got him for an hour. We're come out. Come out. Come out. <laughs> so we get 
till we all <laughs> and we tag teaming and there's five of us standing around everybody hollering and screaming and throwing all on them and the devil still don't come out that <laughs> ain't done to happen because we have we haven't done what he did we haven't spent the time with him so i want to encourage you you have got to build that prayer life in you got you have got to build your personal prayer life your personal prayer life you've got to learn to pray you've got to learn to pray you've got to seclude yourself spend time with him in pray you have got to pray jesus taught his prayer is the only thing that the disciples asked him to teach them now he taught them a whole lot of things it's the only thing they asked because they noticed he does that prayer thing and then he's able to do all the miracles right, if right, we right. get that prayer thing if we learn to pray yeah. the way he does that's his secret if we get that prayer thing then we can go do what he does we can do the miracle we won't even need him to teach us how to do that we'll have the power to do that we will be positioned to do that. We'll use our earthly license for heavenly interference. We'll be in tune with the spirit and be able to do what God wants us to do. So I want to encourage you. You have you have got to. And if you're a prayer, then you, you need to go deeper in prayer. Fall in love with prayer. And, and, and just like with anything, it's a discipline. So since I'm talking to a lot of people who either are or have been uh, athletes and are still lifting and still do, y'all understand discipline. Right, you right. you understand you can't wait to the game just to hop up in it. No, you got to have some practices. You got to have some rehearsals. You got to get it together. Y'all know about strength and conditioning. You know mm -hmm. what you need to. It's a discipline. So when you get mm -hmm. down to pray, your body don't want to pray. Your mind don't want to pray. Everything mm -hmm. you gonna get hungry? Did I cut? Did I cut the stove off? And everything, the, the phone gonna ring, the kids gonna cry, somebody gonna knock at the door. Everything that could go wrong will go wrong. So you got to discipline yourself to pray. You've got to discipline yourself to pray because you have not because you ask not. So we have we have got to establish this a prayer life, and I want to encourage you. If you if you do not have a, a home church, a local church, I fi find find somewhere. You need accountability. You need somebody going to help you, sharpen you, teach you, and, and listen. Find somewhere where the word of God is being being taught that will em empower you so that you can grow. Now, because of who we are, you know, a lot of times we we. we a lot of times people choose music, you know, uh, church by, you know, the music's good, you know, or, you know, they, they, they've got good this and good that. And all those things are good. Don't get me wrong. We like all those things, especially me. I like good music. You, it, I, I, I love music, music. So it's, it's got to be good. I'm a singer and a musician. It's got to be good. You understand? But <laughs> that's not the reason the bigger church, you need the word of God to grow by. And you need accountability because without accountability, y'all know we're going to do we're going to slack. We're going to get by with whatever we same same reason why y'all are holding each other accountable and why you get together and have this iron sharpeneth iron. Right. Yes. OK. So you 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 need you need a place. Watch this to worship, to hear the word and to serve. You need a place to serve. God calls us to service. So you need that accountability. You need growing the word, a place that will help you pray. So not only will you have personal prayer, then you have corporate prayer and everybody praying together. So I want to in, encourage you to find a place where you belong. And now so many churches are doing so many different things and different, different, different types of services. And um, man, uh, TK, TK, I'll tell you, we got folks driving in from other states. Yes, coming sir. In. They, uh, folks, I, 
it amazes me. They drive in from Taylor's Taylorsville, North Carolina. They drive in from Bakersville, Burnsville. They drive in from Rockwell, North Carolina. They drive from Charlotte. We got uh, one elder and his wife, but they drive all the way from Gastonia to Marion, Virginia. It takes them three hours and, and they drive in. And it just blows my mind because they're receiving what God had. We got people driving in from Tennessee and different places. And you know, it dawned on me one day, you know what? We drive to go to the mall. We drive to go get good food. We'll drive to go to the movies. We drive, listen, when we were about, we drove to the club. We drove for, <laughs> to the party. And y'all know right. we would yep. jump in the car in a minute and drive for a hookup. Y'all know on, we would drive for a hookup. <laughs> some of y'all, you're laughing right now because you remember some of y'all drove hours and hours and hours and hours. Yes, because you drive, <laughs> you drive for things that that you that you really that you really want to do so i want to encourage you to find a place a find a place to belong so you know if you got to drive 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever some of you are connected then then, then reconnect submit in there a lot of churches um they have uh you you can join you can join a lot of churches now even virtually you can become a member of their church even virtually we have that i have people who are who are members of of our church who may only get to come in and actually worship with us once a month, but I'm I'm their pastor. They they send their tithes. Um, they watch our our service on Zoom, and then there are times when they can't get here because our main service is on Sundays at 5 p.m. So they may attend a church in their area locally, like a TK place for for another church on Sunday mornings. He goes to. Uh, another pastor, very good friend of mine, and he's with them on Sunday mornings at 11, then at 5 p.m., and then so he, he drives and then drives back here, taking about 45 about forty five minutes from there to here, and uh, is with us at, at 5 p.m. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you live, or even if there's not somewhere around you, or maybe where God wants you to be, maybe a little further than where you are, I want to encourage you to connect with somebody. I did not mm, say all yep. of that to tell you that you had to connect with me. That is not the purpose of why I was saying it. But if you want to connect with me, <laughs> hey, you're more than welcome. Reach out to me. Hey, man, I love you. I love you taking a minute. But I just want you to find somewhere That's right. where you belong, where you can serve, have accountability, somewhere where the word of God will empower you so you can continue to grow in every area of your life. We've right. got to grow in prayer. He wants us to pray. He needs us to pray. And one of the greatest things you can do for yourself is pray. God, we thank you. God, for just being who you are, doing what you do. And I thank you, God, for allowing your word to revive and restore your people. And God, I thank you that they're going to be using their earthly license so that you can interfere from heaven they'll use their authority but you will use your ability they'll use your authority but you got the healing the power the provision the mercy the grace and the help that we need and we thank you for it in jesus name we pray amen